Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk, Leadership in Tough Times, the City of Long Beach with Long Beach Mayor Bob Foster. A special thank you to our special edition sponsor. Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Long Beach Magazine. Coastal living, city style. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted you're joining us for the first show of our 17th season on air. And we're very honored to have as our guest for the entire show, the mayor of Long Beach, the Honorable Bob Foster. Bob, welcome back to Straight Talk. It's a pleasure, Art. Let's talk about uh, leadership in tough times. That's the title of our show. And uh, we all are aware of the budget deficit facing the city, 18 million. Uh, how are we going to close it? Uh, well, we have a plan to close it. Uh, we have a, kind of an A and B proposal. It depends a lot on what employees do. 85% of the, the, the budget is really in personnel costs. So uh, what we're trying to do is to have employees defer, actually not even defer. My proposal is to have any future contracted raises go to pay their share of pension costs. What I'm looking at is I'm looking at the budget as a three-year issue. I want to make sure that by 2014 we get to financial stability. And to do that, we have to have pension reform. We have to make sure that public safety costs don't exceed 70% of the budget. We've got to look at the budget over a three-year period. And it's going to require everyone to give up something. This is This is... In order to get back to where we're not in a zero-sum game, we've got to make these reforms, and then we have to work on making sure we incent the private sector to now produce more revenue. Uh, police represent about 50% of the general fund. Fire, about 20%. Uh, other city employees bring it up, as you said, to 85%. I read recently that the uh, city prosecutor's office, the city attorney's office, and the city auditor's office came to an agreement with the city where they would forego the raises, but the raises would be put into the increasing uh, the employee 
contribution to uh, their pension funds, which historically were low, and the, the, the raises that were not given uh, go towards increasing the employee share. Now, let's make this real simple. I came out uh, in my budget recommendation and said we have to have pension reform. Uh, if We're going to have budgets like this or worse every year if we don't. So what I said is, since we already have contracts that go out in some cases three or four years, all the raises that are contracted for will now go to all employee groups. That's my proposal, including public safety. That those raises, which we're paying now, that portion of their pension costs, will now go to, to fill up their responsibility on their pension And I think costs. most taxpayers would think that employees should be paying their share they should. of their pension no, costs. No, they should. Look, for years, look, let's be candid. For years what happened is it was a way of giving a raise with being uh, under the radar. And, and kicking it down this, the road, this, And kicking it down the road. We can't do that. We're yeah. down the road. Yeah. So the, the, the can's at, at our doorstep, certainly at my door, doorstep, and I won't kick it down the road. So we're, and the worst thing for the city is to just roll this back one year. Everybody forego their raises and we'll do this again next year and the problem will be bigger. We have to solve this now. And three smaller uh, employee groups that I just mentioned have agreed to this. Well, they've agreed. Let me make sure you understand what they agreed to. They agreed, as my understanding, I haven't seen it yet, but what I've heard is that they've agreed to take their contracted raises, apply them to their share of the the employee pension costs to establish a two-tier system that new employees, in their case, uh, the pension would now go from its current 2.7 uh, times the years of service at 55 to now 2% at 60 right. for new employees. We can't right. take away a benefit right, they right, have. Right, right. Uh, if, if an, and to move to the three-year uh, the three year average, you know, your pension is now calculated not on your highest salary but on your the the average, average of your, of your three ha- years highest three years right so that that really does start reducing the city's liability well, that's a creative model yeah. in this in this in this and situation. if we can do all that we can get to financial stability in 2014 now uh this show won't be broadcast for a couple of weeks after we're taping it but the headline in today's paper is a response from the uh, head of the police union saying no way when this is not going to happen well look <laughs> It's very simple. We don't have the money, uh, and we, can't, we cannot meet our contractual obligations. And it, the only way we can meet them is to lay people off. It's a very simple formula. Now, what I think some employee groups would like to do is they're going to view it as a zero-sum game, and they're going to try to get more for their sector than, and take away from other sectors. We can't continue to do that in this city. We are already at nearly 70% of the budget for public safety. We used to be at 45, I think, about 10 years ago. We can't go any further. Otherwise, you run the risk of becoming an armed camp. Your libraries, your public works, sure. things like the municipal ban, all the kind of value-added things, the, the quality of life things, go away. But if the plan B, which is the, the, the worst case if we don't get givebacks from the unions, goes into effect, the number of police officers is down 76 from 943 to 867. That's a big hit in this city. You have no alternative. If, if quite frankly, if the police uh, association, the POA, uh, believes that it's more important to have highly paid people but fewer of them, I can't control that. The only thing I can control is we are going to have to take a stand here that public safety is not going to be beyond 70 percent of the Before budget. the segment ends, Bob, let's talk for a moment about the relationship between crime and cops. 
More cops means less crime. Is not that not true? No, not necessarily. Crime has gone down in this city every year for the last six or seven years. And it's gone down from last year to this year. We've got fewer police officers this year than we did last year. This is this well, is maybe look, we should cut more police. No, then. I don't know. I look at some point it does. You have to have a sufficient number. But this is not just about numbers. You know, when I first became mayor, and let me acknowledge this, I thought it was just a numbers game. You know, well, you you have more cops, you have more. You safety. wanted to add a hundred cops, and, you and that's right. And, and, that. That's right. And and that would have been up to a thousand. And the fiscal conditions didn't allow that. Fair we enough. were out halfway there. It could not be that. But I also learned a lot. This is not just about, about numbers. It's about technology and it's about deployment. Look, we all talk about libraries and parks and recreation as being part of the public safety chain. They are. We are. So maybe that's working. So maybe all the things that we did to spend on libraries and recreation are now bearing fruit. But the Rand, the Rand Corporation recently came out with a report that's, indicating that more police means more safety, and I, they statistically demonstrated you know, that. I, 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 fine. I, I, all I can tell you is that that's not necessarily true here. It's one report. I don't know who. I don't know who commissioned it. I don't know who commissioned it. It's only one report. And look. I'm sorry, we're at the fiscal limits of this. If we don't get the police union to be reasonable and to understand, I'd love to have all these police officers working. I cannot pay them what, what well, the, the contract is. Well, fair enough. Fiscal there. necessity demands That's correct. these costs. And I think we have a great police chief who, in fact, will make sure that we're safe, who will be able to use deployment and technology to a greater degree, and yes. we'll be able to deal with this. Okay. We'll be continuing this conversation, but first, these messages. Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different. The facts are in. California State University Long Beach is among the nation's finest universities. For the fourth consecutive year, the campus ranked in the top five public comprehensive universities in the Western United States. In 2007, Cal State Long Beach was named the third best value among all American public colleges and universities. Through superior teaching, research, and community service, Cal State Long Beach is changing lives for a changing world. When the Port of Long Beach employs more people for new projects and construction workers for improvements, it has a positive effect for local businesses like my restaurant, Las Islitas. The port keeps the whole community busy. <laughs> Especially our cook, Jorge. <laughs> the Port of Long Beach, investing in jobs, investing in you. For over 80 years, Community Hospital of Long Beach has served the greater Long Beach community by providing the best medical care possible with a focus on clinical excellence and a caring, compassionate, personalized approach for every patient. It is our goal to be the community's preferred health care provider, providing a 24-7 rapid response emergency department, a state-of-the-art cancer center, and a free wellness and diabetes program. We are proud to introduce CHLB's new bariatrics program featuring the safe and effective lap band system. Community Hospital of Long Beach. When you have a choice, choose the best. Welcome back. Continue our conversation with Long Beach Mayor Bob Foster. Bob, the port 
significant economic engine in this community. Talk for a moment about the role of the port, and then I have a couple of specific questions. Uh, well, the, the port has really uh, it has become the economic engine for this area. You know, after uh, the sharp decline in the defense industry here in the early 90s and in the Navy leaving, uh, this place was in very poor economic shape. And what's really helped pull us out, the biggest anchor, that's uh, biggest part of that has pulled us out, has been international trade. As you know, on the ballot in November is Prop D that would change the port contribution to the city from the current 10% of the net to 5% of the gross. Naturally, in tough times, the city looks to the port to help it help the city out in its fiscal situation. What's your view of that change? Well, let's, let's, let's be clear about what we're talking about. The port does not give a transfer of money to the city. None of the ports transfer or the, the percentage of their, their net income goes to the city general fund. By state law, it all has to be used for Thailand's purposes. Now, that means recreation around the coast, the marinas, potentially the but aquarium. But that lifts the burden from the city okay. of funding those well, things. It, yeah. it may be, but nevertheless, okay. we, we don't have resources. Well, to what do you do think that. of the change? The change is important because we have had many issues with the port over the last couple of years. They operate like a business. They should operate like a business. And as any business, what they'll try to do is take advantage of every rule to write things down quickly. So if, you, if they have a choice, for example, to take a, a, a write-off in one year versus five years, they will choose one year. Any business would do so that. So the net figure exactly. varies and bounces so, exactly. around. So we start getting into it, – it's, it's a cause for dispute between us and the port. Now, I want them to operate like a business. So we, we sent the auditor over there. The auditor found several things. One of the things she recommended was that you should not take the previous year's transfer payment off the future year – income statement because it's not really an expense it's a it's a dividend it's a transfer payment so they chose not to do that so these disputes keep going and i said look she recommended and i agreed and i think it's a smart thing to do is let's just deal with the gross that that's gets, an easier figure to calculate it's not easier it also reduces the disputes and the tension we don't have to sit there and start questioning every expense the port has but there's one thing in a sense the port is sharing some of its wealth with the city Historically, it was based on net profits. If it goes to gross revenues, here's a possible problem. Gross revenues continue to increase, even though they may have been down recently because of the, the trade and economic situation. But over time, revenues will continue to increase pretty much on a straight line. But the net can change quite a bit. Is it fair to the port to be asking for 5% of the, of the revenues, even when in a particular year the net may be weighed down, if the money's going to actually be paid out of, quote, profits. Yeah, I think it is fair. Okay. In fact, well, I'll tell you why. Because I think the, the port has an obligation to be able to assist the area around which it, it functions. Look, the port has a great engine. It is no question about that. 30,000 jobs in this area. It also has enormous impact. You can't, you can't exclude that. I think it's their responsibility to be able to assist with the Tidelands projects. They should do that, and they should do it on a consistent basis. And the port, even in this, even in this condition, has the right to say, you know what? Financial conditions don't allow us to do this. There's always a safety valve, there including is. in this proposition. They could say, financial conditions don't allow us to make this transfer. We can't do it this year. So the, the proposition would, would mandate that transfer except in 
special circumstances where the port did not have the if money the to port, do it. If the port commissioners in their judgment believe that the economic condition of the port does not allow it, okay. they don't have to make it. Fair enough. But historically, they have been giving 10% of the net. and it, this That's was, what's in the charter. It's in the charter. This okay. is a charter change. Okay. Uh, second in PCH project, the EIR, uh, they've pulled it to, to revisit the EIR. I've asked you this before. You answered. If I, I asked you if you support the project. You said you would support a project that was consistent with the ambiance of the community. My question to you, do you think a 12-story hotel is consistent with the ambiance of an area that's basically three stories? I'm going to give you the same answer I gave you last time. This project has now changed since we talked about it, right? It's changed many times. It's still going through the change. I'm going to let the process complete, and when they come up with a, with a project that they're presenting as a completed project to the community and to the city council, I'll be happy to comment on it then. So you think it's possible that a 12-story hotel is consistent with the ambience a of the east sure, side of town? Anything's possible, Art. I mean, it depends on how you design things. The biggest issue over there is not only the height, but also the traffic. traffic. Yeah. And the reason I believe I heard they pulled the, the IR back is that there are additional traffic mitigation measures. Okay. I want to see this thing go through the process. People are a lot closer to this and, quite frankly, a lot more knowledgeable about this or working on this. I want it to finish Fair the enough. process. Okay, we have to pause for these messages. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Belfar, Long Beach. People need a hero. They need something they can believe in. That's where Dog the Water Copper comes in. Oh no! Alright, you little trail sniffer. I've been watching you take a shower for the past 40 minutes. Think of all that water you're wasting. Well, I mean, that's really weird, Dog. I'm totally naked right now. Continuing conversation with His Honor, the mayor, the Muni ban, much in the news. A lot of talk about saving the ban. It's a big cost. Where do you stand on the ban? Uh, well, we'd like to see the ban continue, but, uh, you know, when you're facing uh, laying off police, firefighters, librarians, and 
and recreational workers. I mean, you, you, you've got to make some real choices. So I think we have a way. Uh, there's a couple of proposals now that will have very little or no impact on the general fund to be able to save the band. Ultimately, what the band has to do, and they know this, they're going to have to get private support to continue to get right. to go. I mean, we'll be able to still uh, have potentially uh, oil and gas and the refuge fund provide some Something. dollars to them. Uh, but, you know, $480,000 uh, in this environment is a lot of money. But there's a movement afoot to create a 501c3 Friends of the Band. That's correct. And I think contributions, I mean, they pass the hat and they get fifteen, twenty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 total for the whole run. But, you know, this saves a trip to the Hollywood Bowl with parking and everything like that. If people voluntarily paid five bucks a head or ten bucks a family, I think they would do it. They I, could I, significantly jack up the contributions at the site, and people who gave that night could have a little sticker, I support the band, and everyone would know. I, I, look, I, I, think, I think you're right, Art. I think that private contributions can be very helpful. Look, I want to make it clear, the city manager proposed not eliminating concerts. The city manager, you'd still have, in fact, you'd have actually more concerts than we have today, but they would be other bands. The problem is the Muni Band costs $16,000 a concert. It is expensive. Yeah. I know people love it. We'd like to keep it. It's kind of a 101 years, I, I, Bob. We'd like to keep it. But you don't want to look, mean the mayor who lost the band. You know, I, I, you know, quite frankly, Art, I don't worry about things like that. I worry about making sure the city is on a financially stable footing. Let's be candid here. Let's make real choices. We have a way in which we can provide some support to the band. There are two things required. You're going to provide some support. It's generally not general fund. The band's going to have to also step up its activities, either with a 501c3 on private contributions, and, maybe the administra- and, and we're going to have to have a full accounting of what and they're spending. And maybe the administrative budget should be trimmed. Yeah, exactly. We need a full accounting okay, of what they're spending. fair enough. Let's turn to a fun subject, biking. I'm told through my reliable sources that you have become a biker. Our city manager, Pat West, has long loved biking. Uh, we have more bike lanes in the city, and uh, Long Beach is trying to become the most bike-friendly city in America. It is. First of all, let me get your terminology correct. It's cycling. It's not biking. I'm not Excuse out, me. I'm not out there with a black leather jacket and a helmet <laughs> riding a hog. <laughs> Although that image has a yeah, yeah. appeal. I'm sure people would think that would work. Uh, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I actually no. would have to think about it. You know, I, I've actually uh, uh, I, I've, I've taken to this. I mean, I've always exercised pretty vigorously, but this is I'm trying to do. We try, I try to ride 100 miles a week. And I've been getting it most weeks. Uh, I'm wow. already tr- I'm trimming down. It's great exercise. You can uh, you can spend two or three hours uh, in they call it two or three hours in the seat, and you can burn a lot of in calories. the seat. Is that in the, the vernacular? Seat. And and it's and look, it it, it is it, the city has done a great job in trying to be the most bike friendly city. You've got 63 miles well, of Pat, bike lanes. Pat West loves biking. Pat is, he a, was Pat doing is this a great a long, cyclist. Pat's a very good history, cyclist. Yeah. I ride with that, that group Velo really? you, every once you, in a while. You can keep up with uh, them? It, it's all I can do to keep up with them, but I, I, I can. And uh, and I ride with another guy usually uh, early know. in the morning the with cake, Charlie. That's funny. You eat cake during the day, and no, he, yeah. he rides it off. I, 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 Rossmore, uh, Charlie. <laughs> Rossmore Pastries. Rossmore yeah. Pastries. Uh, Charlie. Is a bike is a cyclist, uh, cyclist, yeah. But he makes the best wedding cakes in town. He's, it's but terrific. then he rides it off. Well, you know, we 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 usually go to breakfast after after a two hour or three hour ride, and we can do that because you really do burn a lot. But I, he'll start telling me everything every like he says. You know, we were talking about uh, apple fritters. He said an apple fritter has a thousand eighty calories in it. That's so ten it's not miles. something you want to eat. It's not something you want to eat. By the dying. way, Charlie uses gas 
for his delivery natural trucks. Natural gas, yeah. And it's a yeah. tremendous cost saving. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah no, it, I, it, it's, it's a great activity. And look, to get back to the city, the city has done a great job with bike lanes, the sheros, the bike paths. We repaid the, uh, the LA bike paths has been repaid. We're trying to get with Seal Beast the repayment of the San Gabriel uh, River bike path. And you're putting uh, one in on Vista now. With yeah, circles it, it's, it's going to be great. And, I, and, you know, you have to be careful, let me tell you, you know, because I ride on PCH down south a lot, and, you know, cars are going by at 55, 60 miles an hour. You, you, you really have to. And particularly with the mayor running. You've know, you got to be awake. You <laughs> yeah. really have to yeah. be awake because yeah. the people will turn in front of you. So if you're cautious, and you have to be cautious, and always wear but a But the helmet. lanes, I know some people object to them, but the lanes make motorists more aware Where? that That's bicyclists correct. have the right to be there. And, you know, you, you go to Europe and cities like Denmark and all for, for decades have had thousands of bicyclists, Amsterdam, it, 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 yeah, no it, gas, uh, environmentally friendly. And uh, great exercise. And, and let, me, exercise. let me tell you the difference it makes. If you go down to Sheryl's and 2nd Street, now I know some people, you know, what is this? And, yeah. But it does make people more uh, yeah. alert. Now, here's what happens. One of the things you worry about on a bike you're riding is a car door just opening up in front of you. Right. If you're, right. If you're in that green lane, that can't you, you know, no, people think about, well, I know there are bikes here. So it's just an added caution to people. It makes a lot of sense. And Naples is almost finished, and I know the bike lane will go back in. The bike in. lane, yeah, it's already yeah. marked off, actually. Yeah. yeah. When is that going to be finished? It seems to it's be almost dragging a bit. Yeah. No, it's just the painting is left. They're up yeah. there today, actually, doing the joints. Okay. Well, uh, we will finish up this wonderful show, but first we have to take a pause for these messages. We'll be right back. Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks, and oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. Welcome to Rib Company TV. We've just witnessed a wild game. Let's go to the post-game news conference. Coach Weathers, what was the call when the pig ate the ball? It was unbelievable. I think he ended up calling a inside-the-park home run. Next question. Your pitcher was accused of having a foreign substance on the ball. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, it was the Rib Company barbecue sauce. Those pitches were sweet. What a wild game. But if you want a great game plan, go to a rib company near you. A leader earns his pay in tough times, and these are difficult times for the city of Long Beach. And uh, uh, I think we're fortunate to have a mayor who, uh, 
who always keeps the best interests of the city at heart in, in making these tough decisions. So uh, uh, people can disagree with decisions that a leader makes, but hopefully they believe that the leader made those decisions, even if they disagree with them, with the best interests of the city at heart. So, Mr. Mayor, thank you for the job that you're doing, and uh, it's not easy out there. No, thank you, Art. I appreciate that. You know, I, I, I said recently that I try to govern as I would like to be governed, and, and I really try to do that. And I, I pledge to people I would do the best job as I saw it. I do it without reference to what may come next. If nothing comes next, that's fine. I'm happy with that. Uh, to me, my job is to make sure that I leave this city on a much more sound footing than when I found it, and I'm going to do everything I can to do that. And I, I think we're, you know, we're on, well on our way to doing that. And uh, uh, that all my energies are going to go to that. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the job you're doing. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you for joining us. Please be with us next week. Another great leader, F. King Alexander, will be our guest. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, The Press Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.